Sensitivity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium, numerologist, healer, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there is always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. everybody and welcome to the psychic hour i'm kelly brickle and we have our guest maria celeste on today and we will be diving into mediumship with her crystals and everything else that naturally surfaces because she is a renaissance woman so um i'm happy for you to be with me today this is the last show before 2024 which is mind-boggling to think about. We're going into the year of the dragon, as they say in Eastern astrology. Uh, wow, big changes. And a year of eight in numerology. So whether you have resolutions, whether you are looking for the refreshment of the next year to meet you, um, it's truly going to be an interesting time of rebirth and change and Igniting personal power. Those are some of the themes of the dragon. And one of the topics of the day that I wanted to go into was talking about a quest, a spiritual quest. So it's kind of funny we talk about the dragon, right? Because sometimes we have to slay our dragons and go on the adventure of where we find ourselves, whether planned or not, uh, the goals that we find ourselves rising to the occasion with. And within the quest, I think whether or not we plan for it, there is a sense of adventure. There is a sense of knowing. And when we can see that everything is connected us, connecting us to learn the next step, everything is um, surrounding us to actually get to the next level, there's almost like a bit of a detachment that comes into play where it's like, what is the next thing? What is the next wave? What is the next emotion? What is the next person? What is the next accomplishment? And all those things within themselves are actually magical and wonderful and adventurous, just like a quest would be. But then we sometimes go, well, I'm just here and I guess I'm going to just do the next thing. Um, And that detachment can kind of take the zest out, but as well as keep us mentally focused, keep us mentally um, locked in to know that we have signed up for rising. We have signed up for expanding. We have signed up to be the expression of the universe where it is bigger than us. So there's this complementary nature of always being up for the quest and the adventure, but also in awe and making sure that we are personally transformed and within everything that comes with it. And so I want to say it really quick. Hello to everybody coming on in. Hello, Kevin. There are obstacles and definitely when the obstacles surface, that's when we get like triggered. That's when all of a sudden it becomes personal and we sometimes get knocked out 
like of our vibration of being within the alignment of the divine, whether, you know, you could say the metaphor or the archetypal nature of you are the paladin or you are um, the, the holy um, healer, you are the, the quest um, leader, um, whatever you want to imagine of how you guide others or what it means to be um, in your life, questing, what it means to you within your life to be serving. When we are triggered, all of a sudden it's just like, I didn't want to do this, or I don't, I don't like this person, I don't like this emotion, I don't like this quest. And we find ourselves scattered rather than um, complete or rather than focused on what to do next. And we have to gather our pieces or gather our party, gather our community, gather our loved ones to help us to restore to what we are rising to the occasion of. And many times, you know, whether or not we have the knowing of where we're going, we're constantly seeking that restoration and that focus. And that detachment strangely can give us that. But as well, we have to be present. We have to be fully in the experience. Um, the triggers of us are the very human parts of us that make our journey that much more present and that much more real and that much more meaningful. When we have, let's say, the negative experiences of the quest, of our spiritual fulfillment, of our journey, sometimes we do hide and we do want to be isolated and we want to push away or run away. And all of those are very natural sometimes mechanisms to employ. But we are met with the beauty just as much as we are met with the pain. And everything needs to be experienced for us to flow and transcend because there's messages in everything. And just like there's levels and sequences to us reaching the next step and every single experience of that, there's these gems of emotion. There's these gems of understanding and healing that have to transpire on the human level of the different vibrations of the things that of course we love and the things that of course that we are most afraid of. So whether it's with pure detachment, sometimes that we return to, or the presence of being human as well with a little bit of the detachment, um, be brave, whether you are defeating your dragons or be brave with just that of a courageous heart, whether you are um, a knight in shining armor, a paladin, a healer, a leader, a prince, a queen, however you are to be. Um, may you just be within your glory of all your light and continue to tread forward, whether with a group or whether with the light on your side guiding you just a little bit beyond what you can see next. May we all have courageous hearts and continue on our quests and let the information guide us as it will be with faith. 
Um, with that said, I'm going to bring Maria Celeste in, and maybe she has some questing um, inspiration too with what that personifies within her own spiritual journey. But there's a reason why that percolated first today when we're talking about the topic of so with that said, I'm going to bring her in and we're going to give her a warm introduction. Hello, Maria Celeste. Hello. 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 It's an honor and a pleasure. Right back at your girlfriend. Oh my God. It's so awesome. What a way to end the year. Two of us <laughs> together since 19, 2016. One of the craziest yeah. women I know right here on the screen with me. <laughs> and I love her. Hey, I don't know if I can. I don't. Hey, you. Uh, you got always something going on. You always got something going on. So it's like for me to be crazy in comparison to what you are always creating, I don't know. I, you you give me competition. Uh, well, yeah, you're an inspiration, girlfriend. You're an inspiration and I love and adore you. And it's just, it's just my crazy Kelly at work. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Likewise. Likewise, yeah. with the books, with the business, I want to hear all about the current and up and ups. And for everybody who is just knowing uh, Maria Celeste, let me um, share what she's all about. Because like I said, she is a Renaissance woman. Maria Celeste is a psychic medium and teacher through LWISSD, ordained minister, founder of the Center for Creative Healing, Creative Healing Dance, Gems by Celestial Dancer, and author of What I Did to Heal Through Cancer, Chemotherapy, and Radiation, Alternative Therapies, Crystals, and More. Maria teaches, coaches, and channels around the globe. Through love and dedication to God, Maria has owned her skills and talents over the past 45 years, traveling to study with masters of religions and various different healing modalities around the world. So thank you for being here. And my goodness, there's just so many different parts of you. Like that's just a, a, a fraction. I mean, yeah. you've had a history in business and finance yeah. and just what you do with your, your, your gem business and what you do with your yeah. healing work and your mediumship and your teaching. And you. you are always continuing to write. Yeah. We're, we're we've, got you- we've got a project that yeah. is really close to finish. Um, I've got to, it's really minor what I have to do. What I have to do, I have to match numbers with the pictures that are going into the next thing I'm working on. And then I've got to get somebody to do the book and the cover, but I think I've got somebody to do that. And they're just waiting for me to get the pictures together. I've got all the pictures. Um, So I'm very excited to share that with you. Just stay tuned for that next project. And then I'm going to work on the third book, Maria's Conversations with God, X-rated. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did you just say X-rated? But yes, it might be a very short book, but that's the one that is, yeah. So I'm just telling you it's going to be X-rated, dude. So if you don't like the F word or the S word, this is not a book for you. But if you like to play golf with me, you know I drop that a lot. And so it's just, I only drop it if I love you. So there you go. You can make it an e-booklet or pamphlet. <laughs> there has to be more than just a little bit with the the X content. Y- yeah. You'd surprise people, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to my golf buddies. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, we're playing with Maria. Ah! And I try to clean it up for them, you know. You just but very tell it like it is. And I just do. off the cuff. Just off the cuff. 
So where have you been finding more yourself? So. Getting more so. <laughs> Getting more so. That's okay. I mean, no, it's really funny because people are like, I'm older now and I don't, I don't filter anything. And you know what? I'm there. I'm 69 years young and I don't filter shit anymore. It's like, here, this is what I'm feeling. I give it to myself. So you know what? Let me just tell you, you young folks out there, don't wait till you're 69. Unfilter, untether right now, wherever you are, just do it. Because that's the best thing for your soul. Oh, yeah. I employ that and it gets me into trouble, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. We'll get you into trouble because it really pushes people. Because when you're responsible, it makes other people have to be responsible. And people don't want to be responsible. No, or, you know, I, I also think like for our own self. You know, it's so important to be radically honest with ourselves and other people that share time, space or relationships with us. Sometimes they are not comfortable with that same level of journey. They're just not. And it's almost like. The 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 fine line of pushing what they're comfortable with versus just allowing and respecting and being gentle with them. So it's, it's very much like a dance of sometimes how people are willing to share that next level of honesty with you or with themselves in general. Yeah. Yeah. To be, to learn, to stand in integrity, I think is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And you know, my journey for 69 years, and there's a whole bunch of aspects of my journey that, that you have 69 years, I'll tell you all of it, but nobody has 69 years. I'm grateful I have 69 years to at least have shared with you. But it's just when you stand in your integrity and you learn to be honest, it can, it can upset a lot of people. Um, it can upset you and push you into your uncomfort zone. But when you go to that, when you go beyond that box that you're comfortable in, there's a whole beautiful untethered world out there that just sets your soul free. And the people that are going to journey with you are just going to be, to use an old adage, going to be on your coattails. They're going to push you. You're going to pull them. And then there's going to be somebody pulling you. And it's just going to be heaven on earth. Because that's why we all came here, to be heaven on earth. And to be and, you know, it is biblical. Love thy neighbor as thyself. But we forget ourselves. We're so busy taking care of everybody. And nobody did that better than me. The first half of my life, I took care of everybody financially. The, well, the first third. The second third of my life, I've taken care of everybody with their crystals and their minerals and their physical and spiritual and emotional needs through supporting them through the crystal business. It's just been, but you got to remember to take care of you, you, just like the airlines, put your mask on first before you help anybody else. And I just think that's a beautiful metaphor for us to go through our lives about make sure you put your mask on first before you help other people. Make sure you are oxygenating your body so that you have enough in your body to oxygenate others. I just think that's a beautiful um, visual to use when teaching love thy neighbor as thyself. When you are practicing self-love and authenticity, um, has there been, well, of course there has been, but when was the last moment that you really said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that or said that? 
but that was how I felt. Um, this morning I had to call. It was this morning because I just I was unfiltering what I needed to say to them, and as I'm hearing these, because I stood up for what I needed, and I'm like, because normally I'm being like, oh, okay, whenever you get around to it. Not imagine me being like that. <laughs> yes, me being like that because I'm very mindful of other people. But I was like, no, this is what I need, and I was like so proud of myself. I was like, no, I mean, so I was like you go, you take care of what you need. And I was just like, all of a sudden these words were coming out of my mouth. And I was like, you go girl, you go girl, you honor you because that's what you need. It's not like, oh, you can send it next month when you get around to it. It's like, no, I need this before this date. And I expect you to get it to me. And I was like, whoa, okay, you go. Good job, Maria. And how is that love and authenticity received from the other person? They were fine with it. They're like, okay, we'll get on it. Yeah, they'll get on it. And you'd be surprised, really, how many times people are, people respect you because you've respected yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. When do you find that that comes up where it isn't well received? Initially, let's say. I think it always is in the end. Yeah, it always is because truth always wins. Because the yeah. truth, you always get people back to the truth. And it's really interesting. So I'm trying to think about a recent incident where it wasn't accepted so well. And I have gotten to the point where they don't accept it. That's their issue. It's not mine. So I don't know because I sort of detach from that outcome. Because as, as long as I stand in my integrity, somewhere in the universe, it's all going to be served properly because that's natural law. So just always stand in integrity. And somewhere along the line, you're going to be served. It may not be instantaneous, but when I put my head on the pillow at night, I know I've done the best job for me. And if I'm serving me in a loving, kind way, because I'm loving and kind to other people, and sometimes I forget to do it for me, that I know I have served everybody well. And I'm learning that when you serve yourself in a loving, kind way, people respect that and will love you back in a loving, kind way. And if they don't, you have a tendency to separate. It's like attracts like. And so it all sort of takes care of itself in the wash in terms of if they don't like it, what are you going to do? You've honored yourself, honored the universe. You've honored your higher self, truly an honor, not being selfish and being narcissistic and being ruthlessly mean. That's not what I mean about taking care of yourself. You know, being born and raised Roman Catholic, taking care of yourself meant you were selfish. So I think it's very interesting for Catholics and the Catholic guilt. It's like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to take care of myself because that's, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa, but no. It's it's the fourth four test. It's the fourth. Um, oh, what are they called? Commandment. Commandment. Yeah. To love yourself as your neighbor. Yes, oh. it's it's true. It's true. Um, we have to be good to ourselves, and I think a lot of times we're very much tested. Where another person is like, "I'm not going to do that," or "I can't give you that," or "I can't do that," and then to go forward, to continue to love ourselves. Um, I think you said it very wisely. Things just have a natural tendency to separate. You know, mm-hmm. it just gets take, taken care of in the wash. 
Yeah. And when I think about the wash, I think about water. And as long as we are in touch with our emotions and how we're feeling and being honest within ourselves, everything flows the way that it needs to. Everything cleanses and is refreshed the way that it needs to rather than I'm not going to look at that. So I'm just going to have more things caked on me until I don't feel like myself. And then you lose yourself and then your body gets diseased. Yeah. Because you're out of your comfort zone of taking care of you and all kinds of physical things happen. And we are trying to work out those physical things in terms of stepping into being honest and being setting boundaries and learning to say no, no can be a full sentence. And a lot of times, you know, you realize you give so much of yourself. You're always saying, yes, you're always saying, yes, you're always saying yes, which is you've really got to step back and really I'm learning to not so think so much because the first 69 years of my life I spent in my head, you know, finance, the master's degree, this degree, that degree, and now it's like, okay, I'm not thinking anymore. I'm feeling. I'm letting my heart direct me. And once my heart tells me where I need to be, then I can think into the process of it. Constantly tapping into the heart. And with that true surrendering, I have learned over the last six months what true surrendering is truly in terms of mediumship where I was thinking, oh my God, you know, I've done mediumship for, I don't know, 32, 33 years since the late, since the um, late seventies, early eighties. Well, in terms of legitimately doing it in terms of structure, not so much being born this way. Cause I freaked my family out when I was younger, but in terms of, um, the mediumship, I thought I was surrendering. But as I learned to get out of my head into my heart, I'm thinking, wow, truly to surrender and to let myself feel instead of trying to control the conversation with those beloveds on the other side, just allows you to become mush and they take over and magic happens. I agree with that. It's been in the, and for, for 32 years, I thought I was surrendering and I look back and go, whoa, I was still trying to control even in my trances. You know, I think subconsciously, I really was still trying to control it. And over the last three years and even most of the last six months, really, really being very much in tune with feeling and getting deeper into feeling, realizing, oh my God, it's so cool when you totally surrender, totally surrender. It's so much more, whoa. It's so much more relaxing too. Yeah. the, The whole experience naturally is relaxing, but there's like a completely different way of, of feeling, not just emotional feeling, but feeling within your body when you just go, oh, like this is actually easier I just wasn't able to let go right yeah yeah it's beautiful and it's truly for those of us that do this work authentically they will tell you there's no this is my of the work that I do I've loved everything I have ever done and everything I do but my favorite is the mediumship because it's it's 
it's totally surrendering because you're talking to people you can't see. I mean, how crazy? It doesn't get any crazier than that. <laughs> I'm crazy. And the older I get, the crazier I get. So come along for the ride and just have fun. I'm learning life is supposed to be fun. And it's not about burning the candle at both ends and trying to get as many, you know, things you can get done in a nanosecond. I mean, if I look back on my day planners when I was, you know, this mucky muck person at Morgan Stanley or Smith Barney, and I'm looking at my day planner, I'm like, oh my God, there was no room in there for me. Literally yeah. from four o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. It's like everything was booked. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. It is yeah. crazy. Yeah. But the world, I think, worked so differently back then where it was almost like time operated differently, where that was okay in some ways. And I think that everybody is so different now with their needs and understandings of what it means to be human and how to protect ourselves with how we live our lives that now it's like, wait a second, is that even possible to do? It's like the consciousness shifted with the entire planet of what is considered to be normal. That's interesting because that's a different, we, there's enough age difference in us for you to be able to see that in a, in, in a better perspective than I can see it. I see it in my own life, but I don't necessarily see it in the younger lives. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. living, the people you hang around with are are seeing the shift that we're talking about but i have to play golf with older farts so (laughs) no i mean it's it's interesting though it's interesting though and i'd like to hear perspective on that further because so i know people like around my age that are you know let's say high achieving or they they like to fill their time schedule and they can't do it it's like their energy will cause them to break down. It's almost like the older generations. And I, and I say that for like, you know, just a huge span of people who have come before us, um, even before baby boomers, uh, their, the sensitivity within their body just wasn't the same. So they could push themselves to a certain capacity and still be okay. They could have very little sleep, very, very inconsistent food and still be okay. But the younger generations, if they do that, they will break down or have actually quite more severe consequences. I've even heard people who are like in their 50s and 60s, they can't work the same way that they did back in the day. Even when they when they have a full like surge of energy, they're just like my body, my brain. Um, I still have my 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 zest, but I know that that's not the right way to do it. It's almost like the way humans operate. It's like we have new rules in a uh, with the energy coming in. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. So you let me know what you think on that. Well, I will agree with that. Because if I look back 20, 30 years in terms of shifting and realizing, as I look back, the little drips on society about being rather than doing. And I think those 30, 40 years of constant dripping are what we're seeing in the younger generation, the 144 monkeys. Right. So because because people of my generation who used to work around the clock and burn the candle at both ends and think we were fine and lived on caffeine and peanut M&Ms, thinking that's what dro- literally I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm on pe- hello, I will accept it. 
and and now I've cut all sugar out of my life. But I used to literally, if you opened up any drawer in my office, or, I was the only person who would lose weight when they would go on a holiday because I wouldn't sit at my desk popping peanut M&Ms in my mouth all day. I'd be out hiking or I'd be out swimming or golfing or surfing or riding my bed, whatever. So I would always lose like three to five pounds because I wasn't constantly stuffing peanut M&Ms in my mouth. And I think as we, my generation, began to say, oh, we need to be thinking about beings, not doings. I think that has begun to see so that people are, by the grace of God, I pray, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me, that people are getting more peaceful and learning it's okay. It's okay to be calm. It's okay to just be able to enjoy your hard work and to sit on the beach and read a book because you worked all last month or whatever that looks like to give yourself the time to just be because we're human beings. And I think, I know that it's talked about we're human beings, we're human, but I think finally that's caught on. Let's just be, let's just be. Everything else will fall into place. And that knowing and that assertion that you have right now, I think is kind of like this new code that is permeating in a way where it's like the doing doesn't get us where we need to go. It's the being. And so when we're doing too much doing, the new universal frequency is like, that's not the way. You have to come into alignment with the being and that's when everything opens up. I agree. I agree. And I can see that shift happening in me. I just being and trying to simplifying and letting go of what, you know, nope, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to just sit and read a book, whatever that is. But I find that, you know, my type double A, triple A, quadruple A personality da, 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 is like, mm, we're chilling. <laughs> we're chilling. I almost wonder like, you know, as we evolve, if we're just, kind of going into a frequency where the physicality of being human is not as much as a requirement. And that's why we kind of have to be and shift and and go into kind of a different way. Right. But I think it's also important in terms of being human that we understand we are human. We did manifest on this earth plane for a reason. And it is important to stay grounded on the earth plane while we were here. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's where we quicken our souls. We have come here to quicken our souls for over there. Yes. I think like exactly like, even though let's say sometimes we understand the, um, the knowing of this is all just physical, right? And this is all just material. And there's things that are bigger than that, but we are, we are here and we have to, absolutely take care of what we've been given and absolutely take care of what we've chosen to partake in. Um, So it's like being absolutely grounded, but at the same time, knowing that there are things beyond what I guess we're striving for just here in. Yeah. It's um, when you let the magic of knowing that you've come here I don't know, what's our average lifespan? 86 years? Um, That we've come here for that little nano moment of time to quicken our souls. And we're so busy digging, 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 building, 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 digging, 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 building, building. We forget about the beauty 
that's around us to just say, thank you, Lord, that I can be here. I know it's more beautiful over there, but you allowed me to manifest in physical form so that I can live, love, and laugh all the way home back to you. And that's one of the things that I am learning now more so than I did, you know, in my 30s and 40s and 20s. I mean, just striving to that striving to to get that degree, to get that job, to be successful, to get that next thing, to do that all the time with my spiritual search. You know, they were always side by side. My undergraduate degree, double double degree in philosophy and psychology, studying world religions and spending time with people from different world religions, spending three years in, in Arabic country and learning Islam and the beauty of that religion and all the other religions. And it's just, but you get so accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. Now it's like, let's enjoy being here. Enjoy being and let everything come to you that needs to come to you in a spontaneous way, yet still getting the dishes done and getting the laundry done and the things that you need to do, but allowing your perspective to shift and really finding joy in washing the clothes, doing the dishes, making the bed, sitting by the beach, reading a news, just listening to the waves and letting all that crazy noise in your head disappear so that when you wake up in the morning, you allow yourself to be in bed and to hear the world around you instead of going, I have the best, 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 Lord, to help me through the day, get up and let me run. And then you go, and then you put yourself back in bed and that's human doing. Shift the perspective to human being why you are doing it. How has mediumship um, guided you into the being? Un- let me, let me, let me, um, I was going to answer that right away. And it was like, no, come back and feel that. Let me feel into that and see. Um, how is that? Ask me that question again. How has mediumship guided you into the being? to being. Ooh, okay. So let me see how they want that answered because this is really cool. One of the things mediumship has done is mediumship has made me very aware of what do we take with us when we leave? Mm-hmm. I don't take my clothes. I don't take my jewelry. I don't take my books. I don't take my vitamins. I don't take anything with me but my memories. And I have really learned through mediumship that memories are what we have that's important. And how mediumship has changed my perspective to be present with the people that I'm with so that I can create memories. They can create memories for me. What am I doing to create memories? And how am I living so that I can inspire somebody just through a smile or a kind word so that they can enjoy the life that I've been blessed to have, which is joy. And changing that perspective of living in, what memories am I creating? You know, I could give somebody a gift, 
But what is bundled up in that gift? What is the memory of that gift? What is the love that's in that gift? And that's because when we do true mediumship, we're sharing with their loved one the memories that they had with that loved one. Maybe there was a special gift, but when I talk about that special gift, that special item or that special piece of clothing that you remember they have, there's usually love wrapped up in that. And that's what mediumship has taught me is it's the value of our memories. And it's been twofold because as I have learned that, it's also improved my mediumship that I have allowed myself to really feel into what memory does my spirit that I'm communicating with, that I'm being the medium for, because I'm who they're talking through, what is that memory that they want to share with their loved one to help that loved one with whatever it is that they know that loved one's going through? Because they've come for something to share. And it's usually a memory that will trigger the knowledge of the two of them being together. And so that has helped me live my life so that I'm creating memories, even if it's just for me. What are some of the most common things that people in the spirit world try to um, let us know about living a good life, living a full life of being? Well, I think one of the things I don't know... um, let me answer that from a little bit different perspective, if I sure. Absolutely. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure that that's that I can get there that way. But um, may I may I um, I guess really? offer a little bit whether they come in talking about their health, whether they come in talking about their family whether they come and talk about their friends or the favorite things like you, you talked about in the, the vein of memories, what are things that come up and are shared like and encouraged for people that are still here as they are being. So usually what happens in the whole scheme of things in a big picture of mediumship. And I think this is important for mediums to understand. We are given 20 minutes to communicate that person to the person sitting in front of us from our communicator, who is the person, and I'm pointing up to heaven, you know, the person who is in spirit with the person that's sitting in front of me in the physical plane. It's important to really surrender to what they have to say because they understand what the sitter, the person sitting in front of me, the sitter needs to know. And they will bring a experience. They will bring their own history. They will bring their being to the sitter in a memory that the sitter will understand. And they will use that to help the sitter resolve a current issue, which is why they have come to us. Absolutely. Because, yes. Yeah. Normally, when somebody comes to us, and wants a reading, they want to talk to a loved one. Either they have an issue. And sometimes I just want a reading because I was like, I just want to, I just want to talk to mom and dad. And I, I can talk to my mom and dad, but sometimes it's fun to have somebody else talk to my mom and dad and share with me or my brother or some friends or whoever that may be. 
But 99% of the time, they will come in to guide you in some way that is important for you in your life that day, whether they will come and thank you for taking care of them and reminding you that as well as you've taken care of me, remember to take care of you or remember how challenging it was for me to ask a friend to help me. Remember you have friends to ask. You've got an issue, ask. Or just, hey, I know that you just finished four years of a very difficult education and I want you to know I am so proud of you and your life is just beginning. So continue that drive. But they're coming to do something to inspire the sitter in a way that that sitter needs. And for us to totally surrender allows those two souls to communicate with us, us, without us filtering it. And it's taken me 32 years to realize this. And I'm still learning it because I truly believe that mediums should continually, continually, continually develop their craft. Because what we do is infinite possibilities. And if I stop training, I'm shutting out every infinite possibility that that next soul might need me because I've trained just a little bit more and had a little more because the more we train, the more experience we get talking to those wonderful souls over there and understanding how to communicate that properly because it does get filtered through this. And we all have filters and trying to unfilter this is a wonderful challenge. But when we, the more experience we have, the better we get at it. But if I think, ah, I'm at the top of my game, I'm not so right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I think agree. So it's important to continually develop our craft because there's so many souls over there and so many souls here that we can heal both sides of the veil. And as we we heal that, don't we heal our life here? And maybe that's why the 144 monkeys have helped us realize we're human beings, not human doings. I don't know. I'd like to think I've think played a part. In that. Oh, for sure you have. That we've all played a part in raising the vibration. And Lord knows. I mean, oh, Lord. And as we raise our vibration, the lower vibrations are going to challenge us even more. So keep There's raising, always. Keep raising that vibration. There's always something, yes, to experience and to meet that has not been met, whether personally or collectively. Um, you know, the expansion of the universe is always giving us new ways into yeah. being. Um, and I do think, and let me know how you feel on it too. I think the spirit world comes to us to, and you talked about inspiring. They they help to reignite us when you know we find ourselves a little tired or a little bit confused or a little bit misunderstood and to remind us it feels good to be alive yeah they come to kick our ass they come to kick our ass (laughs) in very loving ways most times because they know how to get through to us yeah well have you talk about in some of the ways that spirit has come to kick ass <laughs> with their messages like you're gonna you're gonna see this here you better remember that well not quite so well they're probably gentle you know i can be would you say sorry about that I, I was, I was gentler than i can be 
So spirit is gentle. Yes. Spirit is quite gentle. Yeah, spirit quite gentle. But sometimes they're like, Hey, you know, did you forget to do that? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you remember your dream? You know, yeah. remember that dream. What happened to that dream? Where'd that dream go? Because they can see the whole thing, but they won't necessarily always tell us. I'm trying to think of a, a situation where, where they sort of kick somebody's butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than mine. Other than, and usually they do that in my own private time in my own head. Um, I mean, I think I think the truth can be very, you know, biting, even though it yeah. has a lot of grace to it. So I think naturally it comes in like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like the, this is the way it is, or you know this about yourself, like it's not that we're trying to be a certain way with you. It's just, you know, that this consequence will happen. Hello, like pay attention, you know. Spirit will guide us. They won't direct us because they know we have free will. So, but they will remind us, hey, you know, what about that integrity thing that you like to live with? Are you sure you're living in integrity? I mean, but they're, they're gentle about it. They don't. I have never had, and I think it's really important as mediums, that we give our recipient, our sitter, um, free will to interpret because we don't want to be telling people what to do. We, oh. can only, we can only show them what spirit is telling us, but we have to let them know that there's free will because as we began this whole conversation, people don't want to take responsibility. So if we are telling people what to do and it doesn't work out the way they thought it would work out, they don't have to take responsibility. They can blame us. And that's not what mediums are for. They, we are not here to be blamed. So I think it's really important. And I try to live by not telling people what to do. But I will tell them that spirit was saying, hey, you know, you remember you left that pan on the stove. So the next time you cook, you might not want to walk away from the stove. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's they'll, it, in gentle ways, but they're not going to tell you don't walk away from the stove. They're just going to say, remember what happened the last time you did that? You might not want to do that again. But you got free will. So. Make your case I would say you. how about in moments even of your higher self because sometimes there is a voice that goes do that or don't do that and that's within your higher self being guided do you ever do you ever get that oh, daily 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 <laughs> daily <laughs> I'm trying to quiet that little that little bear in my head that's always speaking to me and um oh yeah that happened. That's like, nope, this is what you're going to do. Nope, that's what you're going to do. Nope, that's what you're going to do. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And and at times I would question it. It's like, but I've got, you know, there were so many times I learned to question it that God is like, see, you question it again. See what happens. Next time you won't question me. <laughs> I've learned not to question. You know, there's this one time. This is so funny. This is one of the big kick in the butts that God was like, Oh, you're not going to listen to me? Well, I'm going to just show you what's going to happen. So this is this is years ago. This is when I first met Eric. And I was going over to my That's your husband, correct? Yeah, that's my husband now, yes. At the time, he was not my husband. And I said, I need to go over to my house because I was living with him. Yes, in sin, Roman Catholic, you know, not but whatever. So anyway, my mother was really cute. She was like, just live with him. I said, Mom, I can't believe that's coming out of your mouth. Goes, just live with him. You don't need to marry him. So Anyway, that's mom being cute mom, but she's, yeah, she loved him. She loved him. Well, she still loves him, even though she's in heaven. But anyway, 
I was like, Eric, we need to go over to my house. My house was for sale. And I just, I needed to check something. And he's like, okay. And spirit in my head or the inner voice in me, I always call it spirit, said, tell Eric he needs to take his glasses off. Mm-hmm. That's a goofy request. <laughs> yeah. So we're driving over to the house. We go into the basement to do what we needed to do. And we pick up the rug to shake it. And as we shook it, it came up and flipped Eric's glasses off his face. And they broke. And I, yes. I went, I am so sorry. He's like, why? I said, spirit told me to tell you to take off your glasses. And I didn't. And he looked at me like, because this is like, he's just getting to know me. And we know each other from the finance world. And he's like, who is this woman? I'm like, yeah, I, I need to pay for those glasses because I didn't listen to spirit. And spirit told me on the way over here, tell Eric to take off the glasses before you shake the rug. And I'm like, and I didn't do that. So that's my responsibility. And that was a big kick into my butt. Like, okay, you're not going to listen to me. It's going to cost you some money. So now it's like, okay, get it. (laughs) That's a whole thing. You're correct. When you start getting in touch with your spirituality, with God, with um, your guides. Um, So people have different uh, understandings and connections to, you know, how they connect. Um, but when you get something in within your knowing and you go, well, I part of me didn't know it, but I knew enough about it where I didn't listen. Yeah. And you can like you you can avoid things left and right by just going, don't do that. Just, just don't do that or just do this instead. Yeah, it's real there. So let me just tell you what recently happened, um, which is interesting. We we tr- we traveled. We we drove out here. For those of you who may or may not know, um, we traveled and oh, to to be where I am physically. And one day in our travel, because we take a couple of days to get here, um, Eric said, "Why don't we just sleep in tomorrow? We don't, you know, we're doing our times really well. You need some rest. We don't have to get up at three thirty because I like to drive early in the morning. Three thirty. Yeah, that? Well, if you get up at 3.30, you can be on the road by 4.30, you know, by the time. Yeah, I like to come to me. Waking up with God is the coolest thing. I love to I love early mornings. But, you know, I think it's sure childhood. I grew up with 10 people. It was the only quiet time in the house. So <laughs> I think it's a it's a it's a it's a hangover from when I could have quiet time. So I was like, OK, that's cool. We'll sleep in. Well, I will tell you. By the grace of God, we came across a horrific, hor- the, the, I don't even want to go into it. Right. And I turned to Eric, I was driving, and I turned to Eric and I said, that extra half hour saved us from being involved in this. And I said, thank God we listened. Right. You just out of nowhere said, you know what? Let's sleep in tomorrow. And I was like, so grateful, Eric that we listen to that. And he, you know, he's been with me now uh, 23 going on 24 years. And it's really cool to see him develop because, you know, like attracts like. And so I was like, thank you for having listened to that. Whatever inspired you to say that to me, because look at this. None of those could have been us. So for all of you out there in this land, when you get a little hit like that, please listen to it because somewhere 
you know, is it your higher self? Is it your higher knowing? Is it universal consciousness? Is it Yahweh, Theos, Jesus, whoever, Muhammad, Buddha, Hindu, religion, whatever it is, honor you by honoring that voice. And if you wonder if that voice is real, one of the things I always learned is, do you believe Jesus of Nazareth walked the earth? And if they say yes, then I listen to the voice. If they say no, then I immediately say, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. In Jesus, Mary, Joseph's name, you need to leave. So the Catholic girl comes out of me very strong. And that's just me. Hey, you get back in touch with, like, what is sacred to me? And this guidance, does it match that vibration? Is, is it beautifully a- said. That's beautifully said, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, Thank beautifully you. said. Because our minds can go many places, but if we go to some place of grace, it, it takes us back to grace. So I, I love the I love the example you gave too, because there's there's a lot of times where it's just like I didn't I didn't know how to listen. How do I listen, or how do I take that seriously? And I I, I think you you tapped right into the need for people to know that. Um, I think this is a go ahead go ahead go ahead. I was going to say, and the more you trust, the more you'll trust. I teach all my students that the more you trust, the more you'll trust. And it takes a hot second to trust. So everyone be patient. (laughs) It really does. This is a great question from uh, Keith. And he's asking, what have you found? What do you do? What have, what What do you you find has, I'm going to let you, yeah. What, what well, do you let me, find? Let me read this, Keith. Let me try to read your question because what do you found? Maybe it should be what do you find yourself motivated by your mediumship? Yes. Or maybe. How are you self motivated with your mediumship? Okay. What, so, what has, thank you, Keith. Hopefully, this is answering your question, Keith, because I'm not quite sure the way it's written. But let me try to. So, one of the things mediumship has motivated me to be in understanding that is one creating memories for people um selfishly a little bit so that i've got nice memories that when when i come in people were like oh yeah i remember that memory that's her so trying to help people um leaving people with memories because i understand memories are Memories are all we have to leave behind and trying to create memories. What mediumship has helped me do in all of my studies, whether it's mediumship or my spiritual path, one of the things it has taught me to do, and I've really learned this, and it's, you know, in Islam, it talks about the seven houses of Muhammad, the houses of God. Um, It's most in most religions, it talks about the different houses and what are we building as a house? And one of the things my spirituality has done, and for your audience, I am ordained in the in the spiritualist church. I'm an ordained minister in the spiritualist church. I am a third order Dominican in the Catholic religion. And I truly believe in my spiritual path in terms of opening it up and understanding what I am doing here, whatever that is, good, bad, and different to myself, to somebody else, to that ant on the ground, to that coyote in the woods, everything because we are all one what i do whether somebody sees it or somebody doesn't see it it's known by the universe 
And universal law, whether we believe in it or we don't believe in it, is always at work. Karma's a bitch because karma will get you this lifetime or next lifetime. But one of the things my mediumship has done for me, Keith, is that it has taught me to live the best life I can live. Jesus fell three times. I have fallen 300 million times. But learning to get back up and learning say, okay, what can I learn from that that's going to make me a better person for me? And if I'm a better person, that's going to ripple through like the Breck commercial from way back then, way before your time coming. The Breck commercial is going to, you're going to ripple it through. But what I'm doing is quickening my soul because there's a beautiful book and I don't have it in front of me, but it's a book that, and I choose to remember the name of it, that talks about this woman that died, went to heaven and came back to her friend and channeled everything about what's going on over there and learning that, wow, how we quicken our souls here, is going to give us a better place over there. And that's why we've come here. Now, I, one of the things from the time I was a little girl that drives me in my mediumship is I say to God, and that's what I keep when I do my mediumship in trying to help people through the sitter and the communicator, bringing them together to help both of them is quickening the soul and having everybody understand that what we do here, it's everything is noticed. Everything is noticed. It There's, whether you call it the Akashic records, but everything is noticed. And I, I don't want to come here again. So I want to get it right. This time. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to come here again? You don't want to come here? Nine. And I, one of the things, a uh, book that I'm going to write is why I don't raise my hand in class anymore. Cause the last time I did, I got earth duty and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm over this shit. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, God, I'll go back there again. I see you naturally. Oh my God. You're saying you're done. You're, 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 oh, so you're raising your hands up to say you're done and they're going to think that you're volunteering again. Watch that. (laughs) Good point, Kelly. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but that's what I meant to say to God. God, you know I'm going to get up there and you're going to go, hey, you want to go back? And I'm going, nah, really? He goes, yeah, but how much do you love me? I'm like, hey, I'll go. But it's like, I literally have these conversations with God. Literally, I do. I mean, I mean, it's like, okay, God, let's go sit on the rock and have a conversation. And it's like, doesn't everybody talk to you this way? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, and I try to get to know God better every day. And, and I, I do. And I hope he I laughs as much, or she laughs. I mean, because we're both made in this image. And I just think it's funny when people are like, May he bless you. And I'm going, yeah, she does. <laughs> They're like, ah. I'm going, hey, we're made in his image. You, I'm, you're a guy. I'm a girl. Guys, God's got to be both, right? So you got to have fun. And the more the, the more untethered I get, the more fun I have. And I'm just like hoping God's laughing at me and helping me with it. <laughs> you know, it's like, because it's have fun with it. Have fun with your mediumship. I remember one of the first things when I met Lisa Williams she didn't know me. I didn't know her. I just knew it was Lisa. And I watched a demonstration and I said, Oh my God, you're an inspiration. She said, whatever you do, just have fun. And that has stuck with me to really have fun and at everything, whether it's managing my finances or writing a letter or 
not jumping off a cliff. I've done that too many times and realized that's not a good thing to do at the age of 69. But you just have fun in everything. And even in those, oh my God, what am I doing here? It's like, yeah, have fun. My new motto was live, laugh, love all the way home. It's a good motto. It's a good motto. Um, where do you find yourself going within your work for next year? And even in 2025, I know that you're getting into teaching a crystal course. <laughs> I like the look oh, on your face. Cool. Interesting because I, I have an announcement to make, but I don't I wasn't gonna make it here. Oh, um, hey, you know, my life is definitely changing. My life is very, 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 very much changing. Um, we have a few um Well, that's interesting, Kelly. Uh, let me just, we are, hmm. okay, you just have dropped me into going beyond my comfort zone and being honest with what's going on in my life. I am honestly, yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah, okay, so here we go. All right. Mm -mm -mm. So, um, yeah, there's a few people that know this. Um, we are retiring from the crystal business. Is it going to take us a year? Is it going to take us three years? Is it going to take us the rest of my life? I don't know what that looks like. But I know that I am retiring. And I say that now, which is, but I am going to teach crystals. I am. I um, was going to teach it this year and truly had a message that's like, no, you're not ready to teach. I'm, I'm intellectually ready to teach it. I am physically not ready to teach it. Um, and and I talked with the Institute and we've changed it to starting in 25 rather than 24. So I can continue to do some of my own letting go and releasing and being because this year is going to be very, very busy with unwinding the crystal business and to try to unwind the crystal business and teach at the same time. I need to honor the crystals that I have and make sure that they go to the right places, to the right people. My crystals, if you've ever bought a crystal from me and they're all over the world, you know they love to work. My crystals are working crystals. Even if they're just sitting in your environment looking pretty, they're working for you. Um, most minerals are. So don't leave them in a box because they like to work. But if they're in a box, they might pop the box open. Just saying. So anyway, um, so I do make that announcement. I am going to do a formal announcement in terms of letting you all know that. Um, we'll, but we are doing shows this year um, because we have a lot of inventory. And if my accountant is listening, she's probably very thrilled that I've actually said we're retiring. Um, what does that look like? I don't know. I, I have no idea what it looks like. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm okay with that, but I do know that I, I am choosing to spend the last third of my life taking care of me because the first third of my life, I took care of people through their finances. The second two thirds of my life, I took people with the crystals and it's come to me that it's time to retire and um, to sit on a beach and drink a Guinness. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, so I know that this year we will have seven to eight shows. Um, if anybody's interested in buying crystals, let me know, find us at the crystal show. I am truly available through the Institute, through Lisa. Um, I would highly recommend that, you know, you look into taking her healing class. Um, she has been very instrumental with me in helping me get to a point where, um, 
I have had some miracles take place in my physical health because I have learned to go from doing to being. And that has been huge. And in my stepping into that, I actually was scheduled, Kelly, to do a crystal class starting in April of this year. And about three days ago, maybe four, um, might have been Christmas Eve, um, I was dramatically made aware of the fact that this is not the year that I'm to put myself out there. This is the year that I need to dramatically pull back. And uh, I have done that because last year we used to do 23 shows. Last year we did 13 shows. This coming year, seven or eight, no more than that. I'm not, it might even be six. Um, but to cut back, will we do shows? I love serving the public. That is a sole purpose of mine. So when I tell you I'm retiring, you have to understand it's not easy because my entire life I have served. I have served my family when I was young. I served my financial community. I served my business community. I served my crystal community. In 69 years of serving, I realize I need to serve me. And that's not easy because of that whole Catholic guilt shit. <laughs> and because it's my sole purpose. But it's the most rewarding thing. And as I reward myself, you all get to be rewarded because you get to see a crazy Maria that is totally untethered and totally unfiltered and totally crazy. And it's like, damn the torpedoes. You've got one fucking life to live. Live it the best you can. And if you're not happy, the only person you have to blame is yourself. Get out of that damn, that re whatever it is. Don't blame it on money. Don't blame it on your relationship. Don't blame it on anything. You dig down and you get your ass out of that shit because life's too short. We're meant to be here, living, loving, and laughing all the way home. And I'm glad my husband's not here because he'd go, why are you yelling? I'm going to Italian. Because <laughs> he thinks when I raise my voice, we're yelling. But that's like, no, because I get passionate. And I want you all to be passionate about what you're doing. I want you to be passionate about what you're living. You've got one freaking life this lifetime. I believe in other lifetimes. But you've come this lifetime with all that ancestral trauma and wounds and joy and everything and dance you however that looks i want you to dance you and be happy because that's all that you're going to take home with you that's all you're going to take home and one of the things that i have said from the time and i said this probably 20 minutes ago when i was a little girl up until every night i'm like god i just want to get to heaven and I don't need a front row seat. I'm happy to sit on the back windowsill of the church. But I just want to hear you say, look at all the souls you've saved. And I hope one of those is my own. That is my prayer. And I hope that I see all of you in heaven because you've taken care of your soul. You've got one soul. You come in with it. You live in one body. You change your clothes. You change your house. You change your car. You change your feet. you got one temple. And you got one soul. And live that together to be the best that you can be while you're here. And whatever that looks like. If you're a farmer, be the best farmer you can be. If you're the world-renowned Deepak Chopra, be the best Deepak Chopra you can be. If you're the Kelly, be the best Kelly you can be. I'm simply trying to be the best Maria that it is. And every day I wake up not knowing who that person is and loving just being in that space of being. And I pray that that's what you all can do. Whether you're drawing or you're building a bridge or you're building a teepee or you're out on the golf course or you're writing that new manuscript for that play in Hollywood, 
Just be the best you can be and have fun at it. Even in the drudgery, in the darkest days of the deepest, darkest moments of your life, find joy in it. It's perspective. Find joy and that will take you to where you need to go next. Where can people find you with how, let's say, they want to get involved with a crystal or reading um, or other things that you have coming up, whether it's in 2025 or however naturally it comes across? In the 2025, um, one of the things I, as of January 1st, I'm taking down my website. So the best place. Yeah, January 1st. Yeah, my website. There's Ooh, there's okay. where you can find me. Um, you can find me on Facebook, and my Facebook name is very long because people don't understand me as Maria. So it's my Facebook name is Maria Celeste Provenzano Cook. You can always reach me on Facebook. I give you my website, but it's coming down. And my personal, you can always reach me on my personal email um, because at some point when I figure out all the businesses that have my business email. I need to give them my personal email because I'm really trying to simplify my life. My personal email is Maria Celeste Cook, M-A-R-I-A-C-E-L-E-S-T-E Cook, C-O-O-K at gmail.com. And that's my personal email. And you're welcome to use that. Um, Just don't blow it up on me, but you're welcome to use that because my other email I will eventually take down once I figure out how to get everybody that knows that email to go over to my other email. So if anybody out there knows how to do that, let me know. <laughs> so since uh, since we're not doing the website, then can I just um, post down your Facebook if people want to come find you? Yeah, private message me on Facebook. Absolutely. Okay. That's probably the most open. I do Instagram, but I don't do it a lot. I do that really just basically to stay in touch with my nephews and nieces because they post most of their stuff there. Um, Facebook is the best way to, and I usually do check that once a week. No, maybe more, but I, so yeah. you're, you're pausing, you're going about business a little bit differently, but people can still come find you. Oh, as please. Yes. Because I truly believe, and I've said this to people that know me, they're like somebody the other days going, don't take down your website. I'm like, yeah, people that need to find me are going to find me. Um, you can always, you know, read, uh, reach out through Lisa Williams Institute. She knows how to get a hold of me. And reach me through Facebook or through my private, my personal email. If you're supposed to find me, you'll find me. I don't need a website for you to find me. Because spirit knows that you're supposed to find me. And I truly believe that people come to me, they're old masters. (laughs) If you've ever taken a class from me, I will tell you. Okay, you're all in this class, you're old masters. I'm just waking you up for you to remember who you are. I'm not going to make you who you are. I'm just here to remind you, you yourself are a master. So Some of them will have to be a masters of finding you too as well, but they will find you. Yeah, they will. They will. The sp- spirit world is going to take you to me. So it goes by so quickly, but I always give the guests the last word. So what is something you'd like to share with people um, beyond so beyond finding you? There, there, there are ways, but with an inspiration or a favorite saying, whatever comes to you. Live, laugh, and laugh all the way home. One of the things I would say as we approach the new year, um, in terms of making resolutions, allow, I stopped making resolutions because I would get so frustrated because I would break them. 
But I would, as we are closing 2023 and coming to 2024, write yourself a letter. I think that's very um, healing, but write yourself a letter and put it away. And then on December 31st of next year, read that letter. But just write Those are always. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I'm going to do here when I finish is, is continue writing my letter to me. It's very, it's, 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 I love it. So when I, and I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sure you find some of the things that you're looking for, want to do that they've already done. Right. The time that the year comes around. Yeah. 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 And it's really, um, one of the things that I, one of the reasons I love to do that and we'll share that is. It's very natural law. The word was made flesh. So you take your thoughts, manifest it on paper, you put the paper away, and you the power of the written word. And then you read the written word at the end of the year, and you go, ooh, I forgot I had written that. And I go back to when I was like 23, right out of graduate school, and I think of the things that I wrote back then and come across it. And I go, Oh, at the age of 40, I achieved that. I achieved that. And I had forgotten. I wanted multiple businesses. I wanted this amount of money. I wanted this. I wanted this. And I'm like, this shit works. <laughs> I know I teach it, but this shit really works, dudes. Right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the piece of wisdom. This shit works. <laughs> yeah. It's that freaking it's simple. This works. Don't make it complicated. We complicate life. <laughs> no more. That's why the website's coming down. That's why I'm getting rid of that extra email. I don't need all that. Just more stuff to have to manage. <laughs> nope. Keep it simple. Um, thank you so much, Maria Celeste, with us. With, with, with you being here with us today, thank you so much for your wisdom, your candor, your laughter, <laughs> and your tell it like it is. It's truly my gift, Kelly. It's truly, it's, it's, it's my gift. And so thank you all for listening. And Keith, I hope we answered your question. Oh, yes. Let's see. I'm going back. Let me see. Did we answer his question? I think he said thank you. Okay, he said cool. thank you. So you must have. Okay. You must have. Good. So, right on time you are. Um, with that said, please, everybody, um, Maria, like I said, thank you for being here um, with me and everyone else here today. Um, wishing everybody a fantastic 2024 as it's coming up. And with that said, go with love, luck, lights, and don't forget to live, everybody. We will see you next week with Torin Anthonson, um, who is a healer and we will see you also for the reading show. Her. She's fabulous. She's fabulous. awesome. Fabulous. Love you, Kelly. I'm sending you huge hugs and love. You're awesome too as well, Maria Celeste. Take care, everybody.